0: Well, hello, and welcome to Growing Up with Papa. My name is Jason Ashley, and I'm your host and Papa to about a dozen of the best kids in the world. We'll be tackling everything from bullfrogs to nursing home residents, and talking about all the stuff that we've learned along the way. So, if you're all grown up, then well, you know how important it is during the quiet alone times in your life to be to be able to be happy with who you are and have a peace with the decisions that you've made and you might know how tough it is to live with shame and scars because well you didn't have somebody to help point you in the right direction well it takes a lot of love and some heavy duty hands-on commitment to help point kids in the right direction and we hope you get on board and enjoy this wild ride we call Growing Up with Pope.
1: Hey, whoa, there he comes. Slow down. Whoa, boots, slow down.
0: Man, have we had a busy weekend, a busy week. And here we are once again growing up with Papa with a tardy edition. Yep. It's coming in here a day late and a dollar short. Man, things have been just rolling here lately, and I've had big plans, but just couldn't make nothing happen. Just the way it goes. So we had a big Bible quiz weekend, and I took all my podcast stuff, and I was hoping to catch somebody to motel, or maybe get through with our session a little early, and hook up with somebody and do a good Bible quiz and podcast, but it just didn't happen. So we rolled back home, and I just piled up in here a little bit late and just going to throw one together. I like them to be good, and I want y'all to to be proud of me, but we're going to just throw this one together. But I want to tell y'all about the Bible quiz weekend we had. We went down to Sulphur, Louisiana at Pastor Harlan Morgan's church, and it was so smooth, so wonderful. had all of our teams were just amazing. Their attitude was perfect. All the kids had a good time. We kind of had a cowboy theme going. Oh, let me tell you about that. So we got these teams from Silsby, Texas, and uh, we had them from Tomball, Texas, and we got them from Pasadena, Texas. and Oh, well, you know we had last week we had a mixed team from Pasadena and Magnolia, Arkansas. Somehow or another, they got renamed instead of Magnolia Pasadena. We started calling them Macedonia. Well, we kind of had a team like that today. That my old buddy Kaplan Flint and Micaiah, and uh, and they picked up another partner, a cowboy from down at Pasadena named Silas. Now that's a real cowboy name. So they picked him up. So it's a mixture now of North Little Rock and Pasadena. So we had it all planned out. I was going to get the microphone and announce the trophy winners from the mixed-up team in North Little Rock and Pasadena, and we was just going to rename them North Little Rockadena. What do you think about that? So let me tell you about the cowboy theme we had going on. We had these sure enough cowboy quizzers lined up A bunch of girls, I'm talking about some gun-slinging girls from Beaumont, Texas, showed up and was slinging lead. Man, they were shooting out windows. When we'd introduce them, we'd talk about the girls from the dusty streets of Beaumont, Texas, rolling into town on their horses. And they met up with the boys from Sillsby, Texas. So I was going to do this little deal with my fist and... If you ever heard anybody do this, it goes like this. So as soon as I did that, I don't know a lot of people that do that. I hear an echo in the background. And I look back there, and there's about a 70-year-old grandpa that's blowing his fist. <clears throat> then we had a little training session of fist blowing right in the middle of a Bible quiz tournament. Now, that was Grandpa Gates. That's Luke's grandpa from Silsby, Texas, and apparently he grew up learning how to blow his fist. Now, I told the whole bunch of them that my great-grandmother showed me how to do that. That's the same great-grandmother that sprayed the raid bug spray in her hair when she thought it was hairspray because she was blind. She could blow her fist, and she taught all us younguns how to do it, and I ain't never forgot. It comes in pretty handy when you're calling doves and I've had them answer me. I don't know if they've ever come to me, but
1: just... Get ready, boys. Here they come.
0: So we had a big time down there at Sulphur, and them girls from Beaumont showed up, man, and showed out and did a wonderful job. Had a really sweet attitude. Them was some real ladies there.
1: Whoa, Boots, oh, when you hear that sound, that means it's time for hair and a biscuit. That's right, just a little something you wasn't expecting that we going to pull out and check out before we go any further. All right, get ready, Boots, here we go, hair and a
0: biscuit. Hey, hair and a biscuit time. Now, remember, these hairs and these biscuits that we've been doing, they don't have to necessarily fit along with what we've been talking about. That's why we call them a hair and a biscuit, because they don't really belong. So, this is a totally unrelated story that I hope you get tickled at, just like I did when it happened to me many years ago. Now, if you listen to Kingdom Speak podcast with Pastor Daniel McKillop, way up there at Plaster Rock, Canada. Oh, and by the way, my pastor, Pastor Wells, I heard through a secret leakage of information that he is in the process now. I think he done a podcast today with Pastor Wells, so it should be out in the next episode or two, so check that one out, Kingdom Speak. I listen to every episode. I'm about to give them a rating and a review here in the next few days, but they'll have what they call church bloopers or church funnies that they'll air every once in a while, a podcast show where they talk about church funnies or bloopers or funny things that they've seen people have seen in church through the years. And I wanted to share one that I seen several years ago. I was on the platform playing the drums, probably. And when you're on the platform and you're, you're on an instrument and you're looking at the whole crowd, you can see a lot of things a lot of times. Well, this particular night, I saw something that I laughed at and still giggle about to this day. Now, this lady had a, a a young son who was probably, oh, he was probably Kindergartenish, and she loved to play the tambourine well her son's head was apparently about the same size as the hole in that tambourine but maybe just a little bit bigger <laughs> and he had managed to get this tambourine over his head just squeezed it down tight until it made it to his neck where he had plenty of <laughs> plenty of room and when she realized it she went to trying to get the tambourine off of Junior's head, she realized pretty quick that it wasn't going to be an easy task. It was going to take a lot more effort, and she didn't want to be a distraction in the middle of church. So being frustrated, she jumped up, grabbed the tambourine with him in tow, and marched him right out the back of the church, (laughs) and him resisting, leading him by the tambourine that was around his neck so she could go operate on him (laughs) and get the tambourine off of his head. And with every mad step that the mama was taking towards the back door, her son was taking about two or three steps, and that tambourine was rattling every step. And I figure he got a little skin up when she got him outside and went to operating on that tambourine to get it off his head. But talking about getting busy, we are fixing to get busy. Me and Mama Bandit has got some stuff lined up. This next weekend, We got a service at Ragley, Louisiana with our friends down there. And I think they're going to have some more churches come in and gather up. And we're going to have a kid service on May the 26th. So the rubber band is going to be there and boots is going to be there. Mama band is going to be there. And that's just next weekend. And things really start picking up after that. The next Wednesday after that starts the WPF South Central Camp Meeting. Me and Mama Bandit's got a night, Wednesday night. We're going to be in charge of all the gun slinging and the show stopping and the fun having. We're going to be running a kid's show right there in the middle of camp meeting on Wednesday night on May the 31st. Oh, and before that, Sunday, this coming up, Sunday the 28th, May the 28th, we've got Super Church at our church. And it's always a big time. We take the whole Sunday morning, and we dedicate it strictly to our kids. And it's a power-packed, ball flopping, aisle running, game playing, music, foot stomping time. And we have a always have lots of kids is praying, and parents are seeking the Holy Ghost. And it's always a wonderful time we do that four times a year and that's coming up this sunday and then coming up after that we got another quiz tournament it's our regional finals in Silsby, texas where grandpa gates is from now me and him may have a fist-blowing contest a showdown a showdown
1: in the streets high noon all right boots get ready here we go you ready ready draw did we get him boots
0: Watch out, Grandpa Gates. We coming to Sillsbury in about three weeks. And then right after that, man, I told you we was going to be busy. Me and Boots and Mama Bandit is flying. Yep, I said flying to California. Yeah, California. You believe that? For a whole week-long youth camp with the Rialto Church, Brother Booker's, We're going up in the mountains, up high in the mountains where the cowboys belong, and we're going to have a big time all week long. Now, Boots ain't never flew before, and Mama Bandit, I took her for a ride in a helicopter one time. We was in Branson, but that's all she's ever been into. So it may be country come to town when we go to California, but we fixing to give it a big shot. In the week immediately following that, we got Junior Camp Apex, Pineville, Louisiana. Guaranteed to be the best youth camp you've ever been to in your entire life. Whatever you got to do, be there. Junior Camp Apex, we're going to be helping out all week long. June the 26th through the 29th, our night speaker is an amazing children's evangelist that I've got to know personally, named Brother Tyler Hodge. Now, if you think the rubber bandit is nutty, you just wait till you see Brother Hodge. And if you've ever been to Summit and been a part of Kingdom Kids, you've seen him in action. He has such a talent with connecting with children and presenting powerful points and messages and And the power of God moves in a mighty way. I've seen it firsthand and and witnessed it, and I can't wait to get Brother Hodge here for our junior youth camp. But wait, that's not all. We get a couple of weeks off, and it's almost time for peak. There we'll have our national Bible quiz and finals, and I'm going to be right in the big middle of all that. Whatever whatever they'll let me do, that's what I'm going to do. I was an official judge last year. And I got forced into doing a little bit of entertainment right there at the at the banquet. So we're going to see how that goes. And then immediately following that, I told y'all I was busy. Listen to this. July 28th, 29th, 30th, we're going to be with the church at San Antonio, the Alamo City Church, Pastor Kelly Nix. The Sunday school leader is a precious lady, Sister Garcia has invited us to come back, and we're going to spend three days with them, and we're looking for a wonderful time.
1: And then,
0: (laughs) I told you, the next weekend we're going to be at Tomball, Texas, right there with them cowboys and cowgirls we saw today for a three-day vacation Bible school. So we have got a busy schedule laid ahead of us, Boots. What
1: do you think about that? (laughs) Whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh, whoa, hold on there a minute, Boots. When you hear that sound, that means we're fixing to kick open the feed barrel and dig around a little bit, because there's more in there than just horse feed. Hey, it's
0: horse feed time. Now, y'all know horse feed is one of them things that we got to have plenty of to keep us going, get it down inside of us. And for horse feed today, I want to share with you an experience that happened to me several years ago that I believe was sent from God. It's something that keeps me going and keeps me pointed in the right direction spiritually. And as far as my calling, my ministry, what God wants me to do, he used this event, I believe, and showed me just exactly how serious it is and how important it is to be involved in the life of of young people, and everybody in general, but especially young people. Now, here's what happened. I was walking inside the store, and I seen a, a car parked at the gas There with a little baby in the back seat, in a car seat. And when I looked and seen who got out of the driver's side door, there was a guy who was completely under the influence of some kind of drug or something. He was in terrible shape. He was having trouble standing up. He was having trouble holding even holding his head up. And my heart sank within me, and I just knew This was one of those moments right there where your guts turn inside out. And I thought, I've got to do something here. There's no way I can let this guy leave this place with that baby in the back seat in the shape that he's in. And I'm telling y'all, he was in bad shape. It took him forever to get stood on his feet to just stumble back there to the gas pump, fall against the car. His head was flopping around like a fish out of water. He was in terrible shape, and I made up in my mind. I said, all right, yeah, it's fixing to happen. Ain't no way I'm going to let this guy leave with that baby in the back seat. I, he, I'm going to get between him and that steering wheel. He gives me an lip, I'm going to give him that old Ashley uppercut. I, knew, I decided I was going to do something, so I eased on inside the store, keeping my eye on him, And I was going to tell the lady behind the cash register who had already spotted him. But I let this lady change my mind. See, she knew the guy and she knew his family. And she told me that he had a good family and they didn't need any more trouble. And he was just kind of like that. But if I could, would I please just follow him home and make sure that he made it home okay with that child? Well, I guess just being the people pleaser I am and trusting people, I don't know, just went against my instinct, and I thought, well, maybe this guy's like this all the time, and maybe it's okay. I said, are you sure? She said, oh, yeah, he'll, he'll be all right. I just want to make sure, and we don't want to get the law involved, blah, 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 whatever, so I said, okay, and that was the dumbest decision I've ever made in my life. Because the, the moments following was the most panicked I have ever been in my life. See, I pulled over the side after I got back in my truck and I waited on that guy to stumble back in the car, get back on the road, thinking to myself the whole time, you idiot, why have you letting this guy drive his car like he is? Just trusting another person, trusting that somebody else knows more about the situation than I, than I do. And so I lit in behind him, and I'm telling y'all, the next 10 or 15 minutes, 8 or 10 miles, I have never been so scared. I have never prayed so hard. I've never screamed the name of Jesus so loud as I did on that stretch of road. See, this guy, he had no control of this vehicle hardly at all. He was jerking the vehicle In and out, left and right, oncoming traffic, many times, several, several times, I I just knew it was fixing to be a head-on collision, and he'd put somebody in a ditch, big trucks, cars, family cars, and I'm sitting back here, driving behind him. Just a few moments ago, I had the opportunity and I had the power to stop this and to be in control of this situation, but I let it go. And now I'm just watching. I'm just a spectator. And I am the most regretful man that you've ever seen, praying and crying, snot and crying out to God. Jesus, please let this man. Why did I let this man drive off of this baby in the back seat? I feel like I was just, I was fixing to get the experience and watch this baby die because I didn't do something. It went several miles like this. Dodging vehicles, barely missing oncoming traffic, me screaming and praying and asking God why. And I'm pretty sure it was before I had a cell phone. It was been, it's been that far back. And just so happened, he made it to his driveway, to his road. And I was got a little bit of sigh of relief. I had prayed through several times, asking God why and promising him if I ever got that opportunity again, I would never let a person leave with a baby in the back seat who was messed up on drugs or inebriated in any way. I was fixing to do whatever it took to keep that from happening. But here I was, I had done, let that moment slip by me. And now it was out of my hands. So we got going down this small blacktop road towards his house, I guess. And when he saw that I turned behind him, he really went crazy. He stomped it and just sped straight towards a hairpin curve that I seen ahead. And I just knew, well, here it comes. God, you gave me the opportunity. And now I'm fixing to pay the cost of not standing up and doing what was right and listening to somebody else. And he hit that curve doing, I don't know how fast. And he just went out of sight around the edge behind some brush. And I seen the dust blow up and I seen the treetops shake. And I knew that it was happened. And I knew that I had messed up. And I was fixing to get to come around this curve and see a mangled pile of metal and a baby in the back seat that I could have saved, that I could have done something with, that I could have been the Savior for, that I could have stepped between it and eternity, stepped between that baby and a horrible situation. But I didn't do it. So I got around this curve, and I seen where it had, that car had slid off the road and skinned some trees, but apparently had backed up, got back on the road, and I knew there were houses pretty close. So I just backed off and went home, and I couldn't hardly sleep that night thinking about that situation, regretting so much what I didn't do. And I couldn't wait to get back to that cashier and find out if they'd made it home okay. And apparently they did because she didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything in the paper. And I spent several years of my life just thinking, you know, that's a weird story. That's a horrible deal that happened. And if I ever get the opportunity, I won't let it happen again. But then I feel like God spoke to me after it's been years since that happened and showed me that we have that opportunity much more than we think in the spiritual realm. You see, the devil is trying his best to drive our children, all the children of this world, to a destruction. And we have the opportunity to step between him and them, to keep him out of the driver's seat, to keep him from driving them toward destruction. And so many times do we just believe somebody else or do we listen to the crowd or do we listen to the mainstream ideas and just let things slide and don't intervene and don't do what it takes to keep them out of harm's way. I'm talking about spiritually. I'm talking about spiritual destruction, spiritual car wrecks. I'm I'm talking about destruction of the soul, which is so much worse than destruction of our flesh. What I'm doing is I'm putting my foot right in the devil's chest and I'm shoving him out of that driver's seat. I'm giving him that old Ashley hook, hitting him right under the chin, saying, uh uh buddy. I'm going to make sure these babies have an opportunity to make it home safe. I'm going to do my best to keep you out of the driver's seat. Now, I know we all can't experience an event just like that, but you can think about that. And you can get involved in a child's life because I can promise you, If you ever get the opportunity to look back and see what you could have done and what you should have done, it's a hard thing to swallow. It's a hard thing to live with. I'm so glad God was merciful enough to keep that baby safe and keep him home. I don't know what happened for the rest of his life. That baby's probably grown now. But there's a lot of children in my life that I do have the opportunity to get between their destiny and the world that wants to change their destiny. It's God's will for us to help get our hands in the middle of it, point them in the right direction. Hey, God's got a purpose for you. He's got a person in your life who you can intervene for, who you can stand in the gap and pray, take them to Sunday school, take them to children's church, be a witness to them, make a connection with them, be their friend, let them know that, hey, there's a place that I need to be. So I really ain't even got time to be talking here. I mean, I got to get stuff gathered up, get ready. Rubber Bandit, won't you get us out of this rat hole?
1: All right, Boots, come on here. Man, these people are way too big for us around here. Man, we got to get out of here. They ain't liable to put us to work. I don't like work. Man, I'm allergic to work. They start putting me to work while I break out, and, I, and water starts pouring off my forehead, and I get all oh, sticky, and stinky, and clammy. And, and don't you, Boots? Yeah, we better go find the shade tree and keep back and relax. Come on, Boots, let's go hide.